0: Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and embodiment educator. Your Capricorn season reading was recorded as part of the Embodied Astrology 2024 extended year ahead with astrology dates and timing for your sign. If what you hear in this season's episode resonates, you'll definitely want to check out your year ahead reading. These annual offerings are epic and the results of over two months of research and preparation with this year's astrology. They're ready for download now, and they include an hour-long intuitive divination and channeled reading for your sign, along with an additional overview exploring key dates and timing for 2024's astrology, with suggestions for working with this year's main themes, opportunities, and challenges through embodied energetic awareness practices. If you enjoy my monthly and annual readings, join me sometime in my weekly class, Somatic Space, where we attune with the astrological symbolism of the week ahead through guided meditation, visualization, and gentle and healing movement practices. We meet live on Zoom every Monday from 8 to 9:30 a.m. Pacific, and you can always tune in with the recordings if you can't attend live. For those of you interested in working more deeply with your own chart, learning to read charts for others. Or, if you're an astrologer interested in working with a somatic approach, you might be interested in my Foundations course, Your Chart is a Body. I'll be starting a new cohort in March with the Aries Season Equinox, and registration is opening soon. Check the show notes for more details on all of my offerings and upcoming events. You can find written transcripts of all of my Season Ahead horoscopes in Embodied Astrology's virtual membership community. When you become a member, you'll also get access to the Embodied Astrology blog, and an audio-video library of astrologically-themed embodiment practices and meditations. Your donations and memberships sustain these ongoing free offerings. If you would like to support this work, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a great review. Follow the links in the show notes or go to embodiedastrology.com to make a one-time or recurring donation or to learn more about the different levels of Embodied Astrology membership. Thank you so much for your support. Now, Onto your Capricorn season horoscope. Capricorn season starts with the solstice, December 21st, 2023. And at this time, uh, we are in the middle of a Mercury retrograde. Mercury, your ruling planet, is always going retrograde. It is part of uh, the mercurial type. Um, Gemini is a mercurial type um, to go backwards sometimes. Uh, Mercury retrogrades are great periods of time for applying the RE prefix, remaining with things, uh, revisiting, remembering, reworking, revising, redefining, reimagining, reclaiming is one of my favorites right now. In your chart... Mercury is retrograding um, from your solar 7th house into, excuse me, your solar 8th house into your solar 7th house from the sign Capricorn where it's stationed uh, retrograde in, um, let's see, December 13th, Mercury stationed retrograde in Capricorn and it's moving back into the sign Sagittarius, your opposite sign, your solar 7th house where it will station direct the first day of 2024. But as we move into the year, um, the last uh, week and a half or so of December, Mercury is retrograde. And the first day of Capricorn season, um, December 22nd, Mercury will form its inferior conjunction with the Sun. This is an important part of the Mercury retrograde cycle. And where this is happening for you to me, really speaks to the need for you to work differently in your relationships, your partnerships, and your contracts. There may be very specific themes right now that are coming up that have to do with exchange of energy, uh, reciprocity, mutuality, um, agreements and rules. Uh, Contracts, again, there may need to be some kind of rewriting or revisions um, in, in agreements. On a subtle level, many of you are coming into new spaces of awareness about relational requirements. And I'm going to say requirements because it's not as emotional as needs in terms of a word, but it feels less flexible. The needs, like sometimes people are like, my needs, my needs. And it's like, there's a lot of needs. People have a lot of needs. Needs are things that we can work with somewhat flexibly. Sometimes somebody can meet your needs. Sometimes you got to meet your own needs, right? Requirements, this this, this feels like necessity. It feels like beyond need. It feels like this is the cost of admission, There are different ideas that you are having right now about relational requirements. Some of you might be relaxing about some things and you're like, you know, I used to really think that that thing was important. I just don't anymore. And I want to see what it's like if I just let it go. Some of you, it's the opposite. You're like, I used to let that slide, but no more. And so... It could be both. It could be something in the middle of that, but it does feel like there is something being clarified and stabilized with when it comes to the realm of relationship in this period of time. And so at the end of 2023, you are in a much uh, more subjective kind of internal uh, rethinking, reworking space. It feels like this is occurring to you in this moment. It might not be totally clear yet, but it is occurring to you and it's landing in your consciousness. We have a a full moon um, the day after Christmas. By the time you get this reading in the beginning of January, this will be in the past tense. I'm recording for you. Did I even say when I started this recording? I meant to. Sorry, here's my Gemini placements again, just being divergent. I meant to tell you, I was recording for you Saturday, December 16th. I started around 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, the, the rising light was in Gemini and the ascendant was trining the Aquarius moon, your fellow air sign, uh, as we began. That felt like a nice support. Okay, I digress. So <laughs> December 26th, we had a full moon in cancer. And this full moon really, I think, kind of was illuminating some awareness for you around, again, needs and requirements, particularly in relationships. How are you going to feel trusting? How are you going to feel a bond? You need certain things. And this is what is becoming clear to you in this moment, what your needs are, what the requirements are. There's also, I think, this full moon Uh, is bringing some kind of ideation forward for you. And the ideation feels like you are thinking about the future and how to get yourself there. And there may be big themes around this time around resourcing uh, the future or resourcing these plans. And that could include how are you going to fund it and pay for it or something like that. It could also include other kinds of needs or requirements in order to do what you're trying to do. Um, There's a lot of emphasis in the end of the year on relationships. And my feeling is that in the way that we always have to deal with relationships, because the whole world is relational and everywhere you go, there is a person you're going to have to deal with. Um, My feeling is that you are letting things change in some major ways right now. Um, There are some very clear endings that are happening for you. It could be endings with certain people. It could also be endings with certain ways of being with certain people or ways of being in general. And there is a simultaneous movement in new directions. And this is kind of how you are leaving 2023. Then... As we move into 2024, we have a lot of direct motion happening. Jupiter is stationing direct in Taurus, the sign that comes before yours. And the place that comes before yours uh, that, that Taurus holds in the Gemini solar chart is called the 12th house. The 12th house is an enormous space. Astrologers talk about this place as the place where everything that you can't fit neatly and tidily in some other place goes. Uh, I heard an astrologer once talk about it as the rubbish bin of the uh, chart wheel. Um, This is a collecting space. You can think of it as the collective space, what's happening in the environment, in the atmosphere, in your own uh, unconscious, where your unconscious clicks in with the collective unconscious. Um, This is also a place where you are very affected and permeable and sensitive, and it's a space that is below the realm of your conscious mind and your conscious personality, but totally shaping and influencing and pervading your conscious mind and your personality. In the year ahead overview, I talked about how uh, Gemini can have a lot of adaptability and fortitude at the same time. And the placement of Taurus in your 12th house is one of the ways that I read this. There is a real steadiness with Taurus and often there is a stubbornness. And this can produce the uh, kind of dual-sidedness or fickle nature that people talk about with Gemini sometimes, which honestly isn't, I don't think it's fickle as much as it is imaginative and sometimes somewhat flexible. But I think a lot of you are pretty clear about how you feel. And like your psychology actually doesn't feel all the time that divergent, but your conscious mind does. Like you can entertain a thousand different directions. You can get curious. You can imagine. Um, But how and whether you are able to actually take that information back and change your mind, um, I don't know. You know, sometimes you can, sometimes you don't. Like a lot of people, of all signs, um, you change when you want to. And Jupiter has, has been in your 12th house uh, now for several months. Um, it really spent a lot of time here in 2023, a, a good part of the year. Um, it will be moving into the sign Gemini. Jupiter is now traveling direct as of December 30th on route to Gemini, um, where it will arrive in May. And during this time, it is also working with the presence of the outer planet Uranus. Uh, Uranus has been in Taurus since 2017. And I'll talk more about Jupiter and Uranus and how they're working together as we get closer to Aries season. Um, but for the time being, let me say that there is a real readiness in you to change your mind right now, and that means there's a lot of flexibility available. There is a lot of adaptability available, and though Gemini can sometimes kind of be like, oh yeah, maybe this way, maybe that way, but actually you kind of already know what you think and what you're going to do. In this moment, there is this feeling of not that you are unsteady with what you know, but that you are moving in new directions and so you are naturally more open. You are open to surprise. You are open to unpredictability in a really different kind of way, even if normally you feel yourself as someone who can roll with change. There's something that is quite remarkable about this period of time in that you are very expansive. You are super open and this is a good thing for you. It is a really good thing for you to be expansive and open to possibility this is a great influence for you to be letting go of old judgments. If there are ways that you have thought about things forever and you know, they don't really help you out. Um, I have a friend who's a Gemini moon and I was talking with her recently and she was telling me how she's recently been experimenting with just eating everything because she's a person who's been a very picky eater historically. And she was like, yeah, I realized that I was just carrying around these stories that I don't like all this food, um, but I would never even try it. And now I'm letting myself try it. So there's kind of a vibe like that for you. uh, As we move into 2024, there's a little bit of a feeling of like, okay, well, you know, I haven't tried this for a decade, and I didn't like it back then, but maybe time's have change, so I'm going to give it a go, and you're open to suggestion at the same time you are shedding and letting go of some things, and it feels like what you're letting go of is what you are recognizing now, like, oh, I don't actually like that. So some of you have been eating peanut butter. This is an analogy, right? It's a total metaphor right now. Some of you have been eating peanut butter for the last 10 years and you're like, oh, whatever. I'm kind of bored with peanut butter. It's like, whatever. I don't know. Peanut butter, peanut butter. Peanut butter. But then it's like this year at the end of December, finally, you're like, God, I really don't like peanut butter. I'm just not going to eat it anymore. I'm done with peanut butter, but also for the last 10 years, you have refused to try like sunflower butter. You're like, that's disgusting. Never will you see me allow sunflower butter past my lips. Uh Uh-uh. Why? I don't know. Let's say once 15 years ago, some hippie gave you some sunflower butter and it was like a little rancid and it was gross and you didn't like it and you just decided then and there never again. But this year, you're going to be at some like bougie artisanal market or something and there's going to be some fabulous sunflower butter and you're like, hmm, maybe I'll try it again. Okay, I'm sorry for my food metaphor. I think it's because we're talking about Taurus and Taurus likes to eat uh, as an energy. So take what you will, whatever works from that metaphor. It doesn't have to be about nut and seed butters or bean butters as it were with peanuts. But there's something like this, right, this feeling of letting information land in you in a different way that allows departures and endings and opening to new possibilities in some different ways that allow for beginnings, new relationships to happen. If you enjoyed this Season Ahead reading and found it supportive, make sure to purchase and download your 2024 Year Ahead reading now. My Year Ahead readings are deep dives into the details of the year, special for your sign, with a focus on making the most of the opportunities and meeting the challenges with skill and grace. You'll get a big picture overview that spans the year, connecting 2024 to the past and the future, and providing a larger context than my monthly readings can get into. Find more information in the show notes or in the horoscope section at embodiedastrology.com. Mercury stations direct the next day. So we cross the calendar year border. Now we're in 2024 and Mercury is stationing direct in your opposite sign, Sagittarius. Um, By the 13th of January, Mercury will leave Sagittarius and get back into Capricorn. And on January uh, 4th, Mars is leaving Sagittarius and moving into Capricorn. So we have some significant motion here that feels very decisive on relational levels. And for some of you, this is about specific relationships. For a lot of you, this is about how you are in relationships and you are changing you don't like peanut butter anymore. Now you're a sunflower butter kind of guy. It's like night and day, right? You are different. <laughs> you are moving on. Um, the next bit of time, uh, as Mercury and Mars move into Capricorn, um, we have also a Capricorn new moon coming up on January 11th. Um, there is an increasing pressure building in your subconscious that feels highly powerful. And for a lot of you, this is a huge amount of charge. And it's like as you are letting go of peanut butter, right? You, it's like all of this power then is getting released in you. Because for the last 10 years, as you've been just agreeing to eat peanut butter, you've actually been feeling weighted down by it. It's like you're bloated, you're gassy, you're like, oh, I don't know, what's wrong with me? (laughs) But then you stop eating peanut butter, and all of a sudden, you feel better. And you're like, oh, it was the peanut butter. Okay, I'm sorry for the metaphor. I hope it's landing for you with something that's actually relevant in your life. Um, But there's this feeling of power being charged and released for you. And this quality of time in January, uh, this is when I was saying, you know, don't, it's, you're not ready for the release yet. You're not, you're, you're in actually a very deep very contained space. It feels like a lot of your awareness is necessarily internal right now because you're processing the changes that have happened and they are building a new kind of consciousness in you that ultimately wants to move towards freedom, is moving towards freedom. As uh, Capricorn season progresses... We are moving towards the conjunction of the Sun with the outer planet Pluto on January 20th. And that is a really significant conjunction this year. The Sun conjoins Pluto every single year, uh, one time. And for the last 15 years, I believe, since 2008, is so that 16 years now? Um, these conjunctions have happened in Capricorn because that's where Pluto has been. But the first day of Aquarius season, both the sun and Pluto will ingress Aquarius. And this is a big deal because Pluto is a very slow moving outer planet. Its orbit takes over 200 years around the sun. It spends about 14 to 20 years in every sign. It's been in Pluto. It's been in Capricorn for a really long time. Um, Capricorn holds your solar eighth house. This is a place in your chart that has a lot to do with some of the themes that I started off your year ahead overview talking about trauma, awareness of trauma in yourself, in others, in the world. The eighth house has to do with inheritances. What you have had to take on regardless of choice what has been given to you, regardless of whether you asked. Um, And then there are maybe some other inheritances that you have been happy to receive or to work with. But the power or the entanglement or the relationships that come with those inheritances have not been just like easy peasy. There have been real needs for Geminis to work with the subtext of relationship since 2008. Your eighth house is all about what's happening underneath the surface uh, in the places where we share energy. And energy, again, that big word, I spent a long time in your year ahead overview talking about energy. But energy uh, is really thick when it travels through money, sex, power, um, any kind of emotional entanglement, right? Or entrapment, um, sharing space, things like that. Proximity, vulnerability, trust, and intimacy. These are big themes of the eighth house. Shared resources. This is also the place of dying, and in its symbolism with dying, um, there is an alchemical component to the eighth house. There's a very deeply transformational component to the eighth house. This is the place of altar building and sorcery. It's a place of conscious uh, or building conscious use of uh, power and magic. So Pluto has been in this house for you since 2008. And in 2024, Pluto is leaving. Capricorn. Now, because of planetary retrograde, there will be one re-entry into Capricorn just to the last degree um, that happens at uh, the end of the year. But in this moment of the first month of the year, we are moving towards what's next. And what's next, Aquarius is a really different vibe in the Gemini solar chart. Aquarius is a fellow air sign. It is a sign that is complementary to yours by nature. It holds a place in your chart called the ninth house. Now, the ninth house is the top of the mountain. This is where you can see for miles. This is the place of wisdom, of expansion, of seeking the big picture and seeing the big picture. This is a place that has a lot to do with teaching, with ministry, uh, with wisdom, and with leadership through uh, philosophy and um, religion and belief systems. As Pluto leaves your eighth house and moves into your ninth house, and as the uh, inner planets transit through Capricorn um, towards Aquarius in January, the feeling that I'm getting in my body is a readiness for you to make a different kind of meaning around the experiences that you are coming out of since 2008. It feels like you are wanting to rise above in some ways what has pulled you down and maybe what you see or what you sense pulling other people down. It feels like you are ready to expand your awareness and expand your capacity and power. Pluto moving into your ninth house definitely can resonate with themes of influence and how you feel yourself being able to wield your own influence Um, but as the sun moves towards Pluto uh, and it will conjoin Pluto on January 20th there is a feeling for me of something is dying in you and what is dying is like the body in a lot of ways of these last 15-16 years and something needs to get put to rest something or some things that you have been very focused on working with affected by in your psychology in your intimacy uh, and deep relationships with other people in any of the place places in your life where you may have received or be working with inheritances um, in any ways in your life that you have been doing your own trauma work there's a feeling right now of okay, I'm done with that curriculum. I'm ready to move on. The Capricorn new moon on January 20th, uh, excuse me, January 11th is a really sweet time, I think, for you to do a release ritual and honor what is ready to be laid to rest. And then as you move from that new moon on the 11th towards the sun Pluto conjunction on the 20th and then Aquarius season uh, starting also later that day, um, I don't know what it is like the image that I'm getting is like spread the ashes on the 11th with the new moon burn, you know, burn the letters, you know, light a candle on your altar. I don't know what it is. It's like, let it go. And then as we get into Aquarius season, go and bury it outside or scatter it to the winds or I don't know what the gesture is for you. But there is definitely a feeling of moving out and moving on. this work wouldn't exist without a team Ashgood is our website manager Alicia Mauji is our community coordinator Ariana sears prepares and edits transcripts of these readings Gabs 404 is our visual creative director Joe Stewart is our office coordinator and Vera Lumi composed and created this music thank you so much for listening we're wishing you all the best in the season ahead